0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Build, Burn, Become. I'm Fred Moore. And today with me is my guest calling in from Ohio. His name is Nick Holderbaum. He is the founder of Primalosophy, which is his health coaching business based on ancestral health principles and scientifically validated research. He is a full-time firefighter and paramedic in Columbus, Ohio, where he has witnessed firsthand the ill effects of the standard American diet. Nick is working to improve the health and well-being of first responders and his community by educating them on functional nutrition. Nick, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Fred. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely.
0: We were talking a little bit before uh, we started here, and, um, you know, You you're you're here to discuss basically your work with firefighters and your mission to change a culture, which is a very dug in culture, very hard to change. Um, How's that going for you as we speak?
1: I mean, obviously, it's a big mission. You can't do it single handedly. And that's why we have conversations like this on a platform like yours. We're all kind of working towards the same mission, mine being to prevent and reverse chronic disease in the fire service. Um, right now, you know, I'm just focusing on health coaching. Um, like, like I said before, what I do ancestral health, which means I teach people how to eat like our ancestors ate, how to exercise like our ancestors exercised. And in doing so, you send your genes the right signals and they express themselves in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we have all seen, uh, how any type of physical activity, any type of exercise always makes people feel better as long as they Get into a little bit of a routine at least. Um, so with what you're talking about, is there, um, being that it's scientifically validated research, um, is there uh, a place where people listening can actually look, at, look this stuff up to see for themselves how impactful uh, your type
1: of training is? Absolutely. So my main focus is on diet, because I believe 80% of your body composition success is going to be determined by how you eat. So I believe all health questions can be answered using the ancestral health model, which dates back, obviously, pre-agricultural revolution. So if you've heard of paleo, primal, evolutionary science, all this stuff is basically saying pre-agriculture. So when we were hunter-gatherer tribes, we ate plants and animals. So go ahead, Some good resources for you to check are the Weston A. Price Foundation, one of the pioneers in this ancestral health movement. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of Mark Sisson of Mark's Daily Apple. He wrote the Primal Blueprint, the Primal Endurance. Another um, thought leader in this field is Chris Kresser, a functional medicine practitioner. Rob Wolf, who's also done some work with um, uh, Nevada Fire or Reno Fire. Um, Chris Kresser is actually doing work right now with Santa Monica and Berkeley Fire. So, um, scaling this to the fire service um, is going to be a challenge, but that's pretty much what's taking part now. So that's why I'm here to help spread that word.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's um, and that, you know that's what this podcast is about. And it's great having people like you come on the show to talk about this because, like you said, uh, communication is is how we're going to change the culture. And uh, this type of discussion has to be had every day. How do you uh, engage with your Fellow firefighters at the firehouse, um, you know, when you're working and you're getting a phone call from a, a skeptical fireman who maybe did some brief research, almost to you know challenge you or something. Like, how, how are you handling that that mindset? Um, right. And and how are you helping them accept a new mindset?
1: Yeah, I like to think if you can get through to firemen, then you can pretty much get through to anybody. <laughs> um, but the thing about it is. Most people who are skeptical about diets is, you know, skepticism comes in towards fad diets. I'm just teaching you, you know, how to eat nutrient-dense foods. I'm telling you what foods are good for you and what foods are going to compromise your health. So if you want to jump right in, I'm telling these guys you're going to eat, you know, meat, fish, fowl, eggs, nuts, seeds, a little bit of fruit, mainly berry fruit, and an abundance of vegetables – All those foods are good for you. What is there to be skeptical about? Um, Obviously, we can get into, you know, cholesterol and and healthy fats versus bad fats. There's still a lot of skepticism around that. But when I tell you, you know, a healthy meal is going to be a grass-fed steak and some roasted veggies, like your favorite vegetables, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, um, you know, covered in grass-fed butter, it sounds pretty delicious. Not too many people want to give me pushback on that.
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess not. Uh, so do you, um, ever get people asking about being a vegan with paleo?
1: Sure. I mean, ethically, I understand where everyone's coming from. You know, everyone has their own perspective on how to eat. Um, so there's no one, um, one size diet fits all, but there is one that fits most. And that's going to be the ancestral health model. So if you don't want to eat mesh, that's eat meat. That's okay. But can you eat eggs? Hopefully, you can eat eggs. They're one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet, and they're pretty ethical when you look at it. Um, But yeah, if if you're going to stick to being a vegan or a vegetarian, let's focus on the non-starchy vegetables. Let's make sure we're getting a lot of the healthy fats, like tropical fats, coconut products, um, and that sort of thing. Nice.
0: Okay. And now, before someone actually dives in deep to a um, a paleo diet, is there something simple that they could do that they could try like uh, experimental foods, a litmus test type of thing, or like, you know, something preliminary just to sure. get a feel for a paleo and see if it's actually for them.
1: Right. So I will challenge your listeners to take on my 21 day challenge, which is for 21 days, go ahead and try to eliminate grains, sugars and vegetable seed oils. Okay. Okay. The best thing that you can do or a fireman or a firehouse can do is eliminate vegetable seed oils from the firehouse forever for good all they do is cause inflammation and oxidation in the bloodstream um you know they should be banned but they're not unfortunately so you know switch over to cooking with olive oil avocado oil coconut oil even animal products like butter from grass-fed cows beef tallow that sort of thing so then after that 21 days that's going to be your transition from being a carb burner to a fat burner so you're going to feel great you're going to be fat adapted which means you can access your stored fat whenever you want while you're at risk rest you're not going to be the hangry firefighter out there who missed a meal and now he's pissed off because you can just access your stored fat right? right it's a clean burning energy and then you can try to reintroduce those foods that you ate before and see how they make you feel because a lot of people have been eating like shit for so long that they forget what it feels like to feel good
0: yeah they sort of um accept a, a lower level becomes the new normal
1: right That's all it's, they know yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah. now uh with uh paleo are you you're allowed to eat um sweet potatoes right sweet potatoes and so
1: as far as the starchy vegetables go um you know go for it but if if you're looking to lose weight you're going to want to limit those starchy vegetables you got to earn them so if you had a hard training session that day go ahead and allow yourself an extra 100 grams of carbohydrates in the form of sweet potatoes or wild rice or you know purple sweet potatoes are one of my favorites um dark chocolate 85 percent or higher these are great options for your starchy vegetables and some more carbohydrates. But uh, if you're looking to lose weight, try to keep your carbohydrates under 100 grams a day.
0: Okay, very good. And um, a lot of people also report a better m- mental clarity when they switch over to paleo. Why is that? Why why do they feel this way?
1: All right, so when, you, when your body starts running off fat for fuel, which is its preferred energy source, we ran off saturated fat for two and a half million years, pre-agricultural revolution right but since then we switch over to this carbohydrate dominant diet where we're sugar burners sugar is not a clean burning fuel right It causes free radicals and a lot of oxidative damage the brain prefers to run on fatty acids and ketones okay it's a clean burning fuel and that's why you see a lot of these people when they first switch over and they change their breakfast from oatmeal or something like that to bulletproof coffee or putting butter in their coffee and they get those saturated fatty acids um just have that mental clarity. And that's one of my favorite parts about eating this way is just I feel great and I can think maybe not when I'm sleep deprived. But for the most part, you know, just that cognitive function that comes with it's just, you know, it's underrated.
0: Help me out with uh, a little debacle that I have. Okay, oatmeal is one of my favorite foods. It's like a superfood for me, but I know it's not on the paleo diet. Would that be something that would be you could use as a cheat type of food? Um, you know, like if you're having one of those off kind of days, or you just need uh, something to satiate you differently, keep you from straying too far into the candy world, or something like that.
1: Right. So, I mean, in my opinion, oats are just going to be a cheap form of carbohydrates that keep you going. Right. Really. They're just yeah. be- beige glot. The same thing with grains. Um, They're going to cause an insulin spike and they're going to insulin drives fat storage. So in my opinion, I would look for, um, you know, something else as a breakfast food. And the other thing is you don't have to have breakfast food for
0: breakfast,
1: have whatever you want that falls into these, you know, ancestry aligned foods. So it could be leftovers. That's one of my favorites or try skipping breakfast. even better. One of the best ways to tell if you're fat adapted is in the morning. How many hours you can go before you're actually hungry? So I have black coffee in the morning, and that doesn't break my fast. Because one of the most beautiful things you can do—I'm sure you've heard of intermittent fasting—is yes. prolong that fast. Right. Because that's when all the that's when all the the miracles take place—the autophagy, the cellular cleanup, the anti-aging effects of that's that's what intermittent fasting is for. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you also mentioned uh, drinking the black coffee which maybe not a lot of people will actually care about this as much as I care about it. But uh, when you, supposedly when you wake up, your cortisol levels are a little higher. And um, that's catabolic, right? So somebody like me who wants to try to maintain muscle mass, drinks a a, a cup of black coffee, skips breakfast, continues on fasting, um, doesn't the... Adrenal spike from the from the caffeine just add to that cortisol push that you already have coming up coming from when you woke up. Doesn't it just make it a little bit worse and make it harder for you to lose weight because cortisol actually makes you uh, keep fat?
1: Right. Yeah, I completely agree with you that you want to manage cortisol. I think you know two hormones that you want to regulate if you want to be healthy are insulin and cortisol. Um, especially that cortisol is an antagonist to testosterone, right? (laughs) Um, When you wake up, melatonin is actually still working on your pancreas. So as soon as you expose yourself to light, that's when you're going to get that cortisol release, right? So it takes about an hour after waking for you to start um, the digestive process. So um, with that being said, intermittent fasting is an acute stressor. So it kind of is what they call a hormetic stressor so it actually makes you stronger because that when you're not eating it allows glucagon to release fatty acids from your fat stores to use as energy okay now if you do this too often you will become catabolic your body will perceive it as a stressful event and start muscle breakdown for those amino acids for energy so you don't want to do this all the time intermittent fasting you know uh sixteen eight, which is you know you don't eat for sixteen hours then you eat in an eight hour eating window that works for most people and you, you you can only do that you know a couple times a week is fine you don't have to do that seven days a week starting out
0: okay so that and that would be yeah a beginner's type of thing like maybe uh every other day or every two days try some intermittent fasting and ease yourself into it.
1: Right, and I'm no expert on this, so I would point people in the direction of Dr. Rhonda Patrick and also Dr. Um, Sachin Panda, yeah. who wrote the Circadian Code. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is uh, brilliant, and um, yeah, I would pretty much follow anything she says. She's, she's yeah, excellent. Absolutely. She's awesome. Um, so uh, you, so we uh, talked about carbs and, and sweet potatoes or uh, starch type of food, and you mentioned wild rice. And, um, when you have kids at home and you're trying to follow a paleo diet, um, sometimes your kids actually start to adapt to the way you eat. Um, I have a young one at home. She's six. She kind of eats pretty healthy with us, but what are some, um, some secret treats and stuff like that, that you could actually give your, your child as maybe they struggle with a change of
1: diet. Right. So, you know, just, just to be honest here, I don't have kids, so I I don't know that challenge. Um, but again, I would point people in the direction of Weston a price who has pretty much answered all of those questions on how to raise, you know, a kid with optimal health. And it's still following these ancestral health principles, right? You know, it's eat like your ancestors ate. What did they eat? You know, and, and obviously, what works is what's going to be sustainable for your kids. Um, but kids are growing, you know, they're going to need more carbohydrates. Okay. Um, Yeah. The focus is going to be on nutrient dense foods for them.
0: Right. So then once again, you, you could give them the sweet potatoes and roasted potatoes, whatever you want to do. And and that's going to be fine for them. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. And, um, now with, uh, with switching over to a paleo diet and especially with intermittent fasting, um, you, you know, can people anticipate some slightly negative feelings in the the beginning, you know, uh, maybe a loss of strength or something?
1: Right. Yeah. So, so at first you will see a decrease in performance because what's happening is your brain is so used to getting this intake of glucose. All carbohydrates are converted to glucose in the bloodstream. So that's what your brain is used to running off of. So then when you decrease carbs, you decrease insulin levels your brain's going to be searching for that sugar. So you're going to have feelings of adrenal fatigue, but you can beat that. So you've heard of the carb flu. You've heard of the keto flu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the primary cause of that is going to be a depletion in sodium, right? Because glucose holds on to so much water that when you flush all that water out, and that's the other thing, a lot of people will see an immediate um, loss in weight, right? They'll drop 12 pounds in like two weeks and they'll think, oh my God, this is amazing that's not that's it's not going to keep happening. That's just inflammatory weight. Right. So the best thing you can do is increase your sodium intake. So salt your food liberally, drink plenty of bone broth. um, And you know, take some sodium, add some sodium into your water, you know, sea salt and Himalayan salt, Celtic salt, those are all great options. And then get plenty of potassium. Some of your best uh, sources of potassium are going to be avocados and magnesium, you're going to get dark leafy greens and almonds. You know, and obviously you can supplement as well. Um, I'll point people in the direction of Dr. Jeffrey Bullock of Verta Health. Um, they heal type 2 diabetes through using the keto diet. And that's one thing that they uh, focus on with, with their clients is helping them beat that keto flu. So there's a lot of good information on their website, and that's Verta Health.
0: Okay, very good. And with that keto flu, um, are you basically going th- through something temporary anyway, even if you, you don't treat it? accordingly the way you just mentioned you miss a few of those details is it just temporary a couple weeks and then all of a sudden you'll just start firing on all cylinders again
1: right so some people experience you know constipation fatigue headaches um it it normally lasts just a few days to maybe a week maybe two weeks um most of my clients it will last about a day or two you know but i also help them through managing their electrolytes and minerals but there is a drop in performance so for these first few weeks, when you're transitioning from a sugar burner to a fat burner, you know, it's okay, that you don't have to go as hard because right. you will see that drop. So take it easy, you know, perform some comfortable cardio, you know, um, you don't have to be out there killing yourself in the gym every day, right. it's going to be counterintuitive.
0: Yeah, yep, it sounds right. Uh, diet is number one, right? right. Um, so how you treat your body to bring in the good foods and let her rip. Um, now with right. the fire department, I'm uh privy to this myself is um, you know, I, I don't eat paleo, but I eat healthy and I eat clean and there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, the firehouses, the guys like to bust chops and everything. And you mentioned on another podcast I was listening to um, that your, your way of eating uh, can make it seem like you're not part of the team, part of the brotherhood. And you, and also people feel like you're judging i I thought that was uh a key thing that i heard i jotted it down because i wanted to talk about that that's exactly something that i experienced myself
1: um and that goes for just pretty much about anything in life when you force people to reflect on their own choices um you know they don't like that um But the thing is, is it's not that you're not going to fit in. It's just when you're sitting there eating something different at the table, it is a little weird at first. Sure. But the thing is, it's your health, your hands. I mean, I'm not going to compromise my health just so I can fit in with with the crowd, obviously. Um, But, I mean, I still put in my 10 bucks for the day. I'm not taking away from the kitty. You're still going to have my money to buy the food that you want. It's just I'm going to eat the meat and vegetables part of it, right? So on subs and pizza day, which, you know, sometimes I give myself a little bit of uh, leeway. I don't set up a cheat day just to, you know, shit on my health. But, you know, I might have just eggs and broccoli or something like that. And the guys, they get used to it. You know, you shouldn't have to wait for one of your guys to be pre-diabetic. For them to start making these healthy choices, right? Because right. as soon as someone is diagnosed with something, or their doctor tells them they need to change their diet, everybody's all on board. They're like, "Yeah, you need to do this." Yeah, well, hey, prevention is key, right? So why not start now?
0: Yeah. In fact, uh, I just read um, doctor, You know, th- doctors are now coming out saying seventy percent of your major diseases can be eradicated almost just by eating a healthy diet. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Right. I mean, metabolic syndrome, which is one of the um, biggest health concerns right now in our nation, um, it's consisting of, you know, your high blood pressure, your high triglycerides, your high resting blood sugar, or your HbA1c, um, and waist circumference. You know, most of these main blood markers can be reversed in as little as 21 days of eating like a primal aligned diet. It's beautiful.
0: The 21 days is nothing. I mean, you're talking very short amount of time. And after, that initial 21 days becomes more of a habit and you're, you're, you're on cruise control at that point. I mean, you know, you're almost to the next level now to what's next. You know, how do I make my diet even better?
1: That's, that's a right. Great and, you're, and you're, and you're feeling good. Yeah. And you're not having to struggle or sacrifice. You're still eating delicious foods. I really want to, you know, get that clear to listeners is you're not getting rid of all of your favorite foods. I mean, I know for some people it's hard to get away from the, the pastas and the bread, but you, you know, when you're eating burgers without a bun for a couple of weeks, you're going to forget about that bun. You know? oh, yeah. When the, you're having pasta and you're just eating the good part of the pasta anyways. No one wants a bowl full of noodles. You know, you want the good shit that's on top of it. You want the meatballs <laughs> and the sauce, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, the, the bun. Uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? I want that juicy meat in there. The bun is just basically something to hold it with. I can use my fingers if I want to.
1: A right, and wrap. that's a great, that's a great way to order out when you're dining out and you want to make a healthy option, get the, get the bunless burger and substitute the fries for, you know, a veggie side. Yeah. You know, that's my go-to when I'm out dining. Right. Yeah.
0: Those fries are delicious though.
1: <laughs> they are. Yeah. But yes, are.
0: do the right thing. So now you also, uh, we had actually spoke a couple weeks ago on the phone and we touched upon sleep and shift work. And I was glad you brought that up because that's a little pet peeve of my mind too. Um, how do you, how is it that you feel about sleep, and and how are you trying to educate firefighters so that they can yeah. improve their health?
1: Right. So sleep is everything. You know, poor sleep, poor health. You will never be healthy if you have shitty sleep. And obviously, that is a huge struggle. And in my opinion, that is should be the number one concern in. In the fire service is how can we tackle this sleep problem? So again, go out and read Why We Sleep by Matt Walker. Listen to his podcast that he's done on Joe Rogan. Dr. Rhonda Patrick he just put out a three part series on Peter atia's podcast, which is Drive. Just listen to it. I mean, he's going to harp on how important sleep is for prevention of all chronic disease. So, what's in our control and what's out of our control? What's in our control is our attitudes, our actions, and our judgments. What's out of our control is externals, right? What's external is the shift work that we signed up for. Okay. I can't bitch about this shift work. No one's making me do this. You know, I signed up for it. Um, you know, the other thing that's out of our control is whether or not people call six times after, after midnight. Okay. So, but am I going to get upset about it when I get up? No, you know, like I said, my attitudes and my action are in my control. Right. I signed up for this. So with that being said, as long as there's shift work, it's all, it's going to be about controlling the damage right? Right. Because we're going to be sleep deprived. We're going to have shift work sleep disorder, but you know, your first day off, um, you know, some things you can do is make sure you're focusing on getting eight hours of sleep on your off days. I know that's hard for a lot of people, but just aim for that. Regularity is key. I mean, go to sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time every day when you can. Um, the guy I mentioned before, Dr. Sachin Panda, what he's doing with San Diego fire is he's teaching them about time restricted feeding. So by restricting your feeding window to certain hours of the day and allowing the fasting period to last more than 12 hours, you impart numerous benefits, um, including possible prevention and reversal of chronic disease. Removing those standard American diet foods that I mentioned earlier, the grains, the sugars and the vegetable oils um, are all going to contribute to better sleeping habits. Uh, Stop eating two to three hours before bed to give your pod- body time to rest and digest, okay? Um, reducing artificial light is huge. So there's a few hacks that you can do in the firehouse. So um, look look at getting you know the old incandescent light bulbs or red lighting. Um, reduce artificial light after sundown on your phone. Download Night Shift on iOS and iPhones. Download Just Get Flux on your MDCs and computers. All of these transition to red lighting, less blue light, after sundown, because blue light suppresses melatonin, which is your sleep hormone, right? right. And then it's going to raise cortisol because your body thinks, oh, it's still daytime. I need to be alert and awake mm-hmm. to hunt and that sort of thing, right? So reduce artificial light after sundown. And that means also get plenty of sunlight when you first wake up to align your circadian rhythm. And then a couple supplements that I take, I do uh, glycine and creatine. Both have been shown to help reduce some of the negative impacts of sleep deprivation. Um, Creatine is huge. It's one of the most, you know, researched supplements out there. So, um, I mean, those are just a few things you can do. Also, a few hours before bed, try doing some high-intensity interval training. That's going to help you be insulin sensitive the next day because sleep deprivation results in insulin um, resistance. So you're pretty much, you know, pre-diabetic the next day when you get off. Your hormones are out of whack. Um, You're not going to be shuttling glucose to the necessary places. Um, And so all of these obviously can have detrimental effects on your health. But those things are in your control. Those are just a few hacks that I recommend.
0: Okay. You said high-intensity training a few hours before bed.
1: Right. So a few hours before bed, meaning if you do it too close to bed, it's going to be a stressful event, which is going to cause a cortisol spike, right? And cortisol is going to prevent you from sleeping. So make sure you do that a four hour, a few hours before bed to help limit that cortisol release.
0: And then eat your dinner. So I'm just trying to make the, get this clear. You're going to train, then you're going to eat your dinner and then two or three hours later, go to bed. Either way. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it doesn't have to be specific. Just the thing is, is you want you don't want to work out too close to bedtime and you also don't want to eat too close to bedtime.
0: Yeah. That's more important than anything, that that window. You, you don't want to have yeah, too much I mean,
1: the, the, the eating window is huge, yeah. but the consistency, the regularity is key thing. I mean, that's a huge takeaway for people. Try to go to sleep and, and, and wake up at the same time every day, especially on your off days. All right. And then another thing before I forget to mention, when you get off duty, your first day off should be your day off of training. Okay? Ah. You don't want to get off work, be sleep deprived and go do a hard ass workout because, uh, you know, in the short term, it's going to make you feel better. Right? But what it's really going to do, is it's going to wreck your immune system and your cardiovascular system and it's going to co- and it's going to cause you to be catabolic and it's going mm-hmm. to, um, result in muscle breakdown. So that's when we can start talking about heart rate variability, every firefighter should brush up on what HRV training is. So it's not heart rate monitoring, but it is a monitor that links to your phone, uh, an app on your phone, and it measures the intervals between heartbeats, right? Right. And by doing so, it will tell you if you're overstressed and overtrained, and you need to take it easy, or it will tell you your parasympathetic nervous system is dominant, you're rested and ready to go. So go hard today. So combine that with your own primal intuition to make you know, smarter training decisions.
0: Uh, A lot of people use the Fitbit for exactly what you're talking about. Is that a good product for that or is it somewhat inferior?
1: You know, I can't speak on the Fitbit, but as far as the best wearable technology that you can get, um, I use the Polar H10 combined with the Sweetbeat app. So the Polar H ten is the chest strap that you wear, and I link that to the Sweet Beat app on my phone. But if you if you know if you got the money, go get yourself an aura ring. Aura ring is, in my opinion, top of the line because it's gonna measure everything.
0: Okay. You know, it's gonna
1: measure your temp it's gonna measure your temperature, it's gonna measure your heart rate variability, and it's gonna measure your sleep.
0: Okay, yeah. I heard of that product. Yeah, that sounds good. And that's um something that a person would wear regularly even when they're on shift, right?
1: Yeah. Even when you're on shift, obviously you don't want to wear it when you're deadlifting. Um, You don't want to damage the ring. Yeah. So just use common sense. I don't know if I'd wear it into a fire. I'd probably take it off before I do that. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) If you can remember to take it off in time.
1: (laughs) Right. Otherwise, you're going to get some interesting
0: readings uh, from that.
1: Yeah, I I know. I wonder what the uh, heat rating is on it. Yeah.
0: Probably isn't one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's probably pretty poor, but yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, for people listening... uh, we're talking about sleep here and how important it is, uh, you could also go on sleepfoundation.org and you can look up the research that they have on there. And, and, and they clearly point out that, you know, lack of sleep and shift work are, um, you know, can increase your health risks. I mean, so there's right. tons of, of good research on this. And um, with the culture and the fire service, you know, we're f- not really... Jumping on this whole sleep thing too much, are we? And and I, again, this discussion is part of making that culture change. Right nowadays, that my my pet peeve is uh, not that this is a bad thing, but this whole wash your gear thing. You know, get your gear clean. Obviously, that's um you have to do it. We have to get our gear clean because uh, there, there's proof that the carcinogens are are causing cancer uh, for firefighters, but. Um, That's only one smart small part of the solution, and the other part would be how to handle your wacky sleep schedule from being on shift work and coming home to a newborn, and maybe having a second job, or or just you know you have your life and there's stress involved. Maybe there's somebody ill in your family, and you're not getting the proper sleep. You could clean your gear all you want, but without the sleep, you're you're shutting down, and uh,
1: yeah. I mean, without sleep, honestly, you're, you know, I hope I'm allowed to cuss on here. You're fucked. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, if you're predisposed to Alzheimer's, the best thing you can do is get sleep. If you're not getting sleep, it's going to, you know, it's going to increase your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. That's my biggest fear. But I'm glad you brought up the carcinogen thing because, two camouflage carcinogens, as I like to say, are going to be the vegetable oils, right? So the canola, the you know, the, the soy, the corn, all those oils, get those out but then the lack of sleep completely suppresses immune function, right? So in 2007, the International Agency for Research on Cancer classified shift work with chronodisruption or circadian disruption as a probable human carcinogen. So the research is out there, and that is that needs to be brought up, you know, leadership. What are the chiefs doing to let their guys know that it's okay when chores are done and when training are, is done to try to get a little nap in because you know you're going to be up all night, yeah. right? yeah I mean like I said it's all about damage control. It's doing everything you can in your control to to improve your sleeping habits
0: yeah absolutely i and and you know that's a a good detail. I think a lot of the the newer guys, of course they're a little younger, they're more resilient, but the newer guys, they don't ever want to go disappear and take a nap or something like that, but um you know it's not it's not being lazy. It's being a good fireman, really, to put it that way. Right. I mean, you're you're resting. I hate your... to see that.
1: I hate to see when the new guys don't want to go out and train. You know, they don't want to go get a workout in. I think they need to study map books for, you know, 12 hours. Yeah. You know, most of those hours are not going to remember any of that shit anyways. That's the other thing about sleep is, is whatever you train on that day, especially if it's a lot of information and then you have a poor night's sleep, you're not going to remember half of that. Yeah, because right? that's when your, your brain processes all those memories and everything that took place that day.
0: Yeah, that's a funny thing. Whenever a captain's test comes around, or, you know, promotional exam, you'll see a guy with a book heading off somewhere and the joke is, oh, you're going to go take a nap because literally five minutes in, as they're flipping through the pages, they're out like a light. So, you know, they're getting, right. their sleeping, but they're not really getting much in the in the study department, that's for sure. No, uh-uh. yeah.
1: Yeah, sleep is everything. I don't think, I mean, we could do an entire podcast on just the, you know, how important sleep is and the risk factors for sleep deprivation. Um, But like I said, until there is a perfect shift that takes away from, you know, people being up at night and, and having a mismatch in their circadian rhythm, people are going to suffer from, from that sleep debt.
0: Yeah. That'll be when uh, robots take over our jobs. Probably. That's about it.
1: Probably. Yeah. You know, basically. And, and when people stop calling 911 after midnight, you know, Um, but the other thing you can do before I forget is when you get off work, you know, go do a float tank there's research there as well. You know, the Ohio state university is now using it for their athletes. Obviously we're known for the Buckeyes here. Um, and they're seeing tremendous results. So, you know, you get off shift, you're sleep deprived, have a cup of coffee, obviously, cause you don't want to, you know, drowsy driving is, you know, pretty dangerous stuff. Um, and go do a float tank, sit in a float tank for an hour and recover. Yeah. You know, also sauna use is great
0: mm-hmm.
1: massage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Recovery. Something
0: just to recover. Uh, What about uh, cryotherapy?
1: Um, I think cryotherapy is great. I I always recommend people for um, for recovery and for acute stressors. I, I recommend people people do cold showers until they're so comfortable with cold showers that they can go to ice baths. Right. Because you can do it at home. You can make it. You know, a part of your your daily routine, and also cryotherapy is expensive as hell.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah, But, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Start experimenting with cold shower. You know, if you're one of those guys who has a lot of anxiety and stress on the job, try taking a cold shower before you go to work and seeing how uh, it helps you deal with uh, the adversity during the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and speaking of, uh, you mentioned her, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, um, she has a whole um, write-up about the research behind basically ice baths, not even actual cryotherapy. I mean, just going in ice baths or uh, cold ocean water, that type of thing. So that's very accessible. Right. I mean, a cold shower, anybody could do that anywhere they want, as long as they have a shower. Um, and, right. and the yeah. research is there on that. And it's, it's pretty sound.
1: Yeah. It takes a little bit of mental override at first to turn that knob all the way to cold and sit in there for, you know, 30 seconds to three minutes. But Once you get out, like Rhonda Patrick says, it increases your norepinephrine by 400%. So you're going to be feeling good. Yeah, It's it's really going to help diminish your stress.
0: Yeah. uh, Does even anything else compare to that norepinephrine uh, uh, release? 400%. I
1: mean, there's a couple of things that I can think of that I probably shouldn't mention on here. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think the research is there. Like you said, Dr. Rhonda Patrick and all those other thought leaders that we mentioned, they're so thorough in their research.
0: Yeah. 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 Now, do your you you offer uh, uh, mostly nutritional services, but you're you're so well versed in the sleep department here. Do you is that part of your services too? Do you
1: go out? Right. So I like to focus on my methods are EMS. Right. So teach how to eat, teach how to move, and teach how to manage even stress. So I have a holistic approach. But like I said, my primary focus is on teaching firefighters and fire departments how to eat because I think that's so crucial. And it's easy to implement when you realize it's not that hard.
0: Right. Okay. And your uh, nutritional services are on your uh, webpage? You have different levels of...
1: Right. So I offer 21-day challenges for fire departments, which is great because you get to compete against each other. And that's on the daily. You know, you get tasks. And some of my personal philosophy, you know, you... uh, you record how you ate, you record how you exercise and how you how you slept. All right. And then I also offer 12 week programs for uh, vir- this is all virtual. So any firefighter out there who needs to drop some pounds or just wants to get healthy, see better blood work. You know, we go our, we go over everything because I believe in healing through food. Right. Okay? And I have a specific knowledge because I'm a full time fireman. I get it. I know the unique challenges that we face. So how to incorporate these ancestral health techniques into your life?
0: Okay. That's very nice. I, you know what, that, uh, 21 day challenge, um, my wheels are kind of turning right now when I go to work on, uh, on Wednesday, I might have to bring it up to the guys because there's a, a few fellas over there that are struggling with some things and I've been talking to them and it's hard to get things started. And I know that a challenge, like a 21 day challenge actually is a great way to get started. Um, I've used those before in the past, whether it's a strength training challenge or a a diet challenge, but it's a great way to kick off uh, a a healthy uh, goal that you have set for yourself because it holds you more accountable. But it also gives you solid direction. And then coming from a, a, a fitness professional such as yourself, you get a lot of good feedback and you can adjust your course so you're not wasting your time. And I think you know a lot of people they try to change so much so fast, and then the, the internet is just crazy with information. They don't know where to take what from. You know, nowadays eggs are bad. You know, last week they were good. I don't know what to eat. Right. So um, a a simple twenty one day challenge is not that big of a deal. It's three weeks. Uh, you know, plan it out with a friend or two and and have fun with it and. Uh, it, it's a no brainer if you ask me. So I'm, I'm definitely sure. going to talk to the guys about that. Maybe you're going to be hearing from us.
1: Yeah, that's great. It's it, you know, that's my more affordable and accessible option It's cheap. And it also, like you said, you know, it's just a way to get your feet wet. It's a way that I can educate and empower you. And then obviously that's not enough time to, you know, create that lasting behavioral change. And that's where health coaches come in. They help mm-hmm. hold you accountable and help, you know, help you with the ins and outs and, and make that make that lasting change. And that's why fire departments need to offer health coaching as a perk in their health and wellness benefits. Right. A lot of departments, including my own, um, just are really, um, you know, they just won't create a wellness program. When all you need to do is just hire a health coach right? Right. They can sit down with your guys, they can call them, you know, on their own personal time and they can teach them all of these things about health. I mean, it's great. We yeah, the 21 day challenge is a great way to get to help build that me- metabolic flexibility, help you become fat adapted, you know, teach you, help you remember what, it, what it's like to feel good again. And from there, it's, it's kind of up to you to make it sustainable unless you want to continue working with me.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, um, it, it, talking about paying for a health coach, uh, a lot of times, especially in the fire department, guys don't want to spend any money. And right. um, the thing is, I've heard it mentioned a few times. Hey, you know what? How's that Isogenics thing? Maybe I shouldn't say their name on on the podcast, but a, a shake program for four hundred dollars. You know, you're gonna you're gonna take right. poor quality shakes instead of a full meal. You're gonna spend that money on that. Why not hire a coach with a proven track record that actually can make a difference and probably do it for less too and you're going to see better results
1: absolutely yeah i mean if i could i would do this for free um you know just because it works for me it works for all my clients um obviously it worked for our ancestors for millions of years but it's just you know healthy the hard way is bullshit so any personal trainer is beating your ass and making you go to the gym seven days a week and you hate it for any diet that's not sustainable, it's not going to last. No one should teach that kind of stuff.
0: That's it, right there. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta. You have to. You have to believe in what you're doing, and you have to actually feel good about doing it. Yeah. If you're waking up every day miserable, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. It'll last a couple of weeks, and then it'll be right back to the old routine. So that's that's great, Nick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I know your website has a lot more information than what we talked about. So uh, you know, you could definitely everybody listening. Uh, ch- go on uh, primalosophy. dot com and uh, see everything um, yep. that he has to offer. Uh, also, if you know, I know you're on a couple podcasts. you're you, people could uh, pick you up on that Paleo show episode number two fifty four, and you're also on another podcast, the Code Three podcast. And um, you're also now I
1: have the privilege of being on yours.
0: And we're going to add this one to it. Thank you for coming on. And then you also have two articles, right?
1: Yeah. So um, I was featured in Firehouse magazine and you can find that um, under the safety and health incorporating ancestral health techniques. And then also my first responders ultimate sleep guide was published in EMS world.
0: Okay. And um, on social media, you're at Primalosophy. I love that name, by the way.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's a blend of ancestral health and ancient wisdom, so I'm a big fan of philosophy. Yeah, yeah, uh, that would be Stoicism. Yes, sir. Which yeah, I'm Stoicism, fi- yeah, pretty much all ancient wisdom, draw yeah. from everything. I think all health questions go back to, to, like I said, our ancestors, and all wisdom goes back to, you know, Socrates and these these older guys. So
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I yeah think,
1: read up on Stoicism, it'll help you.
0: Yeah, and, and I think in today's culture, we're, we tend to really forget about the past very quickly we're always looking for what's new and what's better and you know new doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better and um yeah paying attention to what our ancestors did they put a lot of work in just like people are working hard nowadays let's give them some credit read up on stoicism read up on how uh, our ancestors behaved and what they did and what they believed because that's where we come from really you know that's that's where it all started so you have to pay homage to them um, Absolutely. Anything else, Nick? Uh, yep. That you yeah, want to? So yeah. In- you can find
1: me on social media, Prime Philosophy. Check out my blog, slash blog um, If you're going to be in Ohio, I'm going to be speaking at the upcoming Ohio Health Expo on May 20th. Um, all things firefighter health 101. Just kind of give fire departments the basics. And if you want to work with me, just reach out to me on on social media, or uh, you can get hold of me, send me an email.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, then. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Appreciate it. And, uh, look forward to, um, possibly getting on your 21 day paleo program. I'm always trying out new things, so I'm always chomping at the bit. So hopefully yeah, we'll be talking it, soon. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thanks for having me on, Fred. Appreciate All right.
0: It. You have a good one.
1: Take care. See ya.
0: All right, everybody. That was, uh, Nick Holderbaum over at Primalosophy, uh, Check him out. Check out the com and see what he has to offer. And I just want to send a shout out to this awesome studio where we're podcasting from—a shared universe in Eatontown, New Jersey. Uh, if you want to do a podcast, do one here. Uh, even if you got to drive a little bit, because this is uh, state-of-the-art stuff here. They have like multiple rooms and awesome service from the engineers. They'll look out for you, make sure your podcast runs right, and you know, take care of all that technical stuff that I know I don't want to deal with. Um, I also want to uh, s- encourage everybody, if you're looking for, uh, to support the podcast, uh, I'm a f- we have an affiliation with Fireline, which is a supplement company and clothing company. You could click on com and then shop, and then you'll see Fireline. You go to Fireline and uh, you use the the, uh, discount code build, burn, become, all one word, and you get 25% off any purchase that you make, and you'll be supporting the podcast. And also, I want to send a shout out to my boys over at uh, Critical Mass Gym in Titton Falls where every day I'm getting a little bit stronger and a little bit meaner. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I will see you next time on the next show. Take care.